Hey there, this is Unburdened by Hope, the podcast that helps you harness your possibility and fuel your purpose. I'm your host, Erin Cummings. Here, we're breaking free from the chains of hope and unlocking the power of inspiration within. Get ready to ignite your soul because we're diving deep into the art of letting go, embracing the unknown, and creating a life unburdened by the limitations of hope. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to finding purpose, fueling our passions, and crafting a vibrant existence that sets our hearts on fire. So, are you ready to burn down what's no longer serving you and step into a life driven by possibility? Let's dive in, my friends, and unleash our boundless potential. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unburdened by Hope by me, Erin Cummings. Just a heads up, tomorrow you are going to get another special guest episode with my friend Emily. She is another fellow entrepreneur. We had so much fun chatting. (laughs) It was fun. Uh, It was probably good that we weren't in person. We did it virtually um, because we just like crack each other up. She is so much fun. We had a great conversation about creativity and like how you can cultivate that in your life. Uh, We had a lot of other really great discussions about closing her business, her business evolution, dealing with like her dad dying and how that impacted her. And um, I think whether you are a creative person or you think you are not a creative person, it is one of those episodes that um, you should definitely listen to. So I hope you enjoy. That'll come out tomorrow. Dad dying. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to and, my new um, newsletter, whether you free Wednesday newsletter are a creative person or freelancers, or contractors, entrepreneurs, it is one of those entrepreneurial mindset. Um, you should definitely listen to. It takes some of these concepts that I'm talking about on the podcast and it turns it into real life mindfulness tools and techniques that you can implement into your business and into your everyday life. I'll put that in the show notes so you can subscribe if you aren't already. If you are already getting Yes Yoga emails from me, you have actually have to subscribe to this newsletter. So um, I'll put that in the show notes in case you're wondering, or you can always reach out and I can send you a link. Last week, we really talked about like, you know, does following your passion equal success? And this week, I want to talk about the worst advice I've ever gotten. Well, I mean, there's kind of two things. One of them is just, it's its own thing. But um, I'm going to actually talk about both of them. But the worst advice I've ever heard, ever, ever, ever heard is um, you can have it all. You can have it all. You can do what you love and you can be successful. Like, you know, the American dream, just like have it all, do it all, be it all, see it all, have it all. Yeah, like hard no. (laughs) I uh, feel overwhelmed just like thinking about that. Uh, This episode really takes into account what you want your outcome to be and using the words I can't and whether that I can't outcome equals an actual barrier of I can't, like a, an actual barrier or limitation, such as like physically or emotionally limitation versus fear. I can't eat dairy <laughs> because I'm allergic or I can't eat gluten because I have celiac disease versus I can't whatever because I'm scared or because I think that something bad could happen. You know, like I can't, no, I could never talk to her about that because she'll, this is what she will do. And I don't really know for sure, but like, this is what could happen. So I'm talking about that. 
So in the context of you can have it all, I want you to like think about someone who you might think actually does have it all. And so that might be celebrity, person you know, mentor, etc. And you can kind of like picture their life and it might seem like they have everything. Like, let's just throw out Taylor Swift here. I mean, I don't know. I've become some random huge Taylor Swift fan. Like, I think it's happened almost like a drive-by situation where it's like, I've just been slapped with so much like Taylor Swift doing so many awesome things that I'm like slowly like, realizing like, oh yeah, like she, (laughs) what? Like she's so awesome. I I mean, I listened to her music and stuff, but I've never been like total diehard. And I don't think I still am, but the amount that her name comes out of my mouth now is just, it cracks me up, honestly. What I find so interesting about doing exercises and just like thought exercises like this is because it can really show you like where there's like a gap in your thinking. So if we take Taylor Swift and we think like, well, Taylor Swift has it all, right? She just won her fourth album of the year, which no one has ever done. Like she has beat uh, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, and Frank Sinatra. Like she is officially like the goat of music. Like she was before, still is. She's a total BFD. Big fucking deal if you don't know what that means. And then like, you know, she's coming out with a new album. She has like her tours that she's been on has literally created and boosted economies and countries because she brought her tour there. Like there have been studies done. It's truly insane the amount of impact she has. Like she, um, they just did a study for the NFL and how she's brought over 300 It was like $33.1 million in just like, in just like people searching and buying and like watching and all of this stuff. Like she has helped generate like that extra amount of money. And what I find interesting is like, you can look at her life and think she has it all because she's one and she's accomplished and she has so much stuff and she's got to be like real freaking loaded, right? Um, she's got to make so much money. And especially now that she has the rights to her own music. And if you look back, like she had a horrible fight with Scooter Braun. Like, I mean, it ended up now, I think, I mean, I don't know Taylor Swift and can't speak for her, but probably in that moment, like you can only imagine her emotional well-being and her thoughts. And during that time when she was dealing with all of those lawsuits and all the challenges she was facing and how hard it was. And I'm sure now she's really grateful for the ability to, you know, re-recorded her own music and have the rights and make the royalties and all of that kind of stuff now, especially since she writes and records her own music. But I think about now, like, you know, her dating Travis Kelsey and being someone from Kansas, you know, like my husband and my son, they're huge Kansas City Chiefs fan and they always have and they always will be. And it's been really interesting to have, you know, the conversation of Taylor coming up in discussions about all that. But, you know, what I find interesting about like thinking about like Taylor has it all, like now she has this boyfriend and da da da. But really like something she can't do is like go to her boyfriend's (laughs) football games and like just be herself. Like she can't do that. I mean, she's trying as best as she can, but like the 
public and the media. And there's so much scrutiny around like her being there and like her doing things. It's truly shocking. And then like she can't have a moment because she has no privacy hardly at all. And so that's another thing I think. It's like, oh, well, she has it all except for privacy and except for being able to like be herself, you know, and like with her friends at like a football game. And I know like, you know, it's like, we can all go back and forth. And it's like, well, how can you complain when you have all of this other stuff? And it's just like, the example I'm giving is just to say like, even she doesn't have it all. Like even she doesn't have it all. Like it's so interesting how we can sit here and, you know, think that we truly can. And I've talked about this on other episodes where it's, you know, I'm really big on outsourcing, but you have to make sure you're outsourcing. (laughs) You have to make sure you're outsourcing real things and not like the thing that makes you and your company and you as a person like really flourish. You know, like I outsource our grocery shopping, you know, we have a house cleaner. It's, all of, you know, I have a ton of help now for, um, a lot of the stuff I'm working on behind the scenes with my companies. And I'm really grateful for all of them, including like Jess, like she does this podcast and she even has a whole team of people. And then it goes to Jen, who's my virtual assistant. And she has a whole team of people and really like, you can't do it all because there's too much to do. And so even the people who you think can do it all, like you know what, Jess and Jen, like they're going to probably listen to this, but Jess and Jen, it's, I always watch them and I'm like, God, how do they do it all? And I'm like, well, they don't. (laughs) They have, they're like you, Aaron, they have a team of people and it's, it's so great. And what I also think is so great about the two of them is they have like such strict boundaries with stuff. Jess's email says at the bottom, like when she actually reads and responds to her emails. And I'm like, damn, that's a... I really need to steal that from her. But like, will I hold myself accountable? I don't know. So when we're like talking about like, well, you know, I'll just take this one more thing on or, you know, even having someone say like, oh, well, do you want to go to lunch? And it's like, well, is there, if you immediately go to I can't, or if you're continuing to say, yeah, like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I go. And then you're like so burnt out. Eventually, it's all going to catch up with you. So I read this book a long time ago. I'm funny. I can't. I literally cannot remember what it's called. I'll put it in the show notes um, once I remember. But it was really interesting because she in the book talked about how like your life has five categories and you can really only choose between two of them. And it was family, friends, sleep, exercise, and work. And it's so interesting to think about that. So for a second, like take a second and think about like which of those categories you interact with the most and which of those you want to grow. And most likely you have two solid ones and then you have the third one that you kind of like flip and switch every once in a while. So it's like probably work, maybe family. So you may not be able to hang out with your family because you're running like a half marathon. And so you're switching between like your fitness and your family and your work and your friends. Each day may be something different, but really you can only prioritize two, maybe three things in your days and in your weeks and stuff just flies by the wayside. So the big thing to do is really, truly, you can't just hope... (laughs) 
You can't just hope, fuck hope. You can't hope things are going to change. Like if you are in total overwhelm, like it is, you know, thank God, no longer January 75th. But if you're in total overwhelm, at some point, like you can't do something anymore. And that might be a physical can't, like a physical limitation. And it might be an emotional limitation. Like coming up, when this episode airs, it will be the weekend prior to my dad's motorcycle accident. And I can no longer, I talked to my therapist about this. It is so much better if I am like distracted and doing something now, like on around this time, because like, it's really interesting. Like, you know, your, your body really does remember a lot of trauma and, you know, I've worked so hard on it and we've done so much work to like move on. And, you know, my dad's like fine and he made a full recovery, but you know, your body still goes through so much. And so We've decided, my therapist and I, that like, you know, Kyle and I tend to go out of town or do something to help like distract me from what's going on. I can't emotionally, like, I end up having an emotional limitation that becomes physical because of my like PTSD diagnosis. So it's easier to kind of like, you know, it's funny that people talk about like how just it's like sometimes distraction can be a good thing, like when you need it that's what we do now is we go distract me from my my uh, unconscious brain almost, you know, uh, which is really so interesting. And it's been, once again, like, it's like the Taylor Swift thing where it's like, and it sucked obviously a long time ago. And now it's like kind of interesting to like relearn from myself, kind of like how things work, just even for me um, and all of that. But it's really about asking yourself, what your priorities are and what you want to focus on and like, how can you focus on them? So you can't have it all. Like there's no need to even try. I think what you can have is like the work schedule that you want, unless you can't because you're physically limited by your job. Like there are plenty of people who are like a nurse and they work seven to seven. And so they can't, they can't, pick their kids up from school. That's just, that's a true like physical limitation of their job. I can't, but what you could do is just like reprioritize that little category onto another day where then it's like, okay, well now I can make family a priority on this day when work's out of the question and making those like almost like little math equations, like little categories really flowy and moldable and movable and being okay with like what you end up choosing because you have to prioritize something in the moment. I think that's like a big thing. And you know, it's so hard, especially like if you're listening to this and you're a mom, like, God, that's so hard to do. Like, it's so hard to think about like, oh, I'm going to have a babysitter for a third night in a row because of something I committed to already. Like, oh, that's like so gut-wrenching. And, you know, now it's nice because like, obviously the kids really like the babysitters. And so you can really tell like who they like to be around and who they don't. So it kind of makes it somewhat okay. But you know, that mom guilt, the pressure and the mom guilt always ends up creeping back in. It's like the famous, it is what it is saying. Like, it's just, it's always going to be there. And like this physical, emotional limitations always going to be there. And that fear is always going to be there. And I think that's, you know, obviously what the mom guilt stuff is. It's like, I can't have another babysitter on a third night. Like my husband and I were talking about trying to like fit a date night in coming up. And 
it was like, no, we can't do that because we've already had a babysitter this night and this night and we just, we just can't. And it's like, well, there's not a real physical limitation to this. Like we have the babysitter, we have the time, we have the ability to go out. But really what that is, is that can't is a fear-based can't because I'm worried, right? Like it's the mom guilt of like, well, what will people think? Well, no one will know except for us, right? But it's like the whole like, well, what would people think? Well, am I a good mom? And then you have all that like bull, those like bullshit things that like pop up that just don't even matter, but like we all say to ourselves. And so it's so interesting to have this constant like I can't discussion with yourself or like realize when you say you can't do something because like, can you actually, is it real limitation or is it because you're scared? So when you're going through your week this week, and you want to do it all. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it all. And it's funny because like, that was such a thing that I used to think like, oh, well, I can have it all. And I even, I, at one point, I literally had a blog or like a handle that was like stay at home mom at all. And I, I did everything. But what's so interesting, and it's like that phrase, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, you do end up, you end up splitting yourself so much that like nothing ever really gets the whole part of you. And even in those like categories, it's the same. Like if you're trying to split apart those categories so much that like you can't actually put all of you into the value of one category, then like, what's the point? Like, what is the point? It's the worst advice to think that to tell someone they can have it all. It's the worst thing to do that you think you can do it all. It's truly insane. So I'm going to close really quick with this. Um, story of a a second worst advice I've ever gotten. We've talked before, if you've listened to the past couple podcasts about like some of the marketing myths and um, the 5am club and kind of like what my opinion is of that. If you, if you haven't, you should uh, go back and listen. But I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I came across this new worst advice that I've heard. I still think uh, having it all is the first worst advice. When you try to have it all, you also end up with some serious anxiety and pressure you put upon yourself that, you know, I guess if you want it all, there it is. It's all encompassing. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, it just comes with the territory. But, um, (laughs) so I was listening to this Instagram the other day and I will probably do a follow-up podcast on this soon, but This guy was on there and a lady was interviewing him and she posed the question of something to the effect of like, well, how do you go out and like increase your friend group to include like other successful people? Because that's something, you know, like we all struggle with is like making sure that like our friend groups align with like us and what we're doing and what we're up to and making sure people aren't pulling us down and really breaking through and um, like making new friends along the way and like really being with people that like understand and get what you are up to, right? Well, his advice was to purchase the most expensive gym membership you can find and to go there and then meet all the people. And I thought that was, I'm not going to lie. I thought that was the craziest advice. Like, I don't know. I need to go back and maybe listen to the full context, but I feel like I had I listened to enough. And basically what he said was, if you're paying that much for a gym membership, then you're going to take it seriously. 
And if you're also able to pay that much, then you're probably making a enough of amount of money that like, quote unquote, makes you successful. And I also think that's the whole thing of like, money doesn't equal success. And like, it's such a something that's wired in all of us, including me, like, holy shit, including me. What's really interesting is I have done this. I didn't do it on purpose, but I injured my shoulder a while ago few years ago. And so I thought, well, if I buy the most expensive gym membership, they will have the best trainers to help me with my shoulder injury. Well, since I have found out that is actually not the case, their their trainers are just trained on like their brand and how they do things. And it's really, it's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. And also like, I didn't really meet anyone there because people were so focused on their workouts because they for sure took their workout seriously or they were there to meet people because they were paying a very expensive membership. (laughs) That was um, one of my favorite things. Or what was the other? They were like a bodybuilder, influencer, et cetera. And I think that's just a whole level of like different type of gym client that's, you know, they're very much there to work out, but it's almost like their business too at the same time. And so it's like, you have these kind of different categories of people and why they're there. And I don't think anyone had gone there to like network for a job or to do anything. And if I ever, I'm really outgoing, obviously I have a podcast, I have a business, like I will talk to anyone about anything just about. And so it's like, if I didn't make any connections like also female, like females at the gym, like hard to find sometimes um, that don't feel totally just like weirded out with random people talking to them. But like, I didn't make any (laughs) friends successful connections when I was there. And I, I just thought it was the weirdest thing. I think, you know, I think the yoga studio could definitely be a place for that. Um, I know a lot of people have connected there, but that's also part of its purpose. And so um, I think that was definitely a whole a whole thing. So like to wrap this baby up, the f- worst adv- business advice ever, uh, you can have it all. You can do what you love and you can be successful. Wrong. Second is buying the most expensive gym membership to make friends. <laughs> I feel like this is sorority all over again. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, let me know what you think. I would love to hear like how, like what resonated with you about this episode. And as you're moving throughout your week, like when you start feeling that feeling of overwhelm and I can't like really realize saying like, is this a physical limitation? Is it a true emotional limitation or is it just fear? I think from there, you can make like a more clear decision on what you actually can or can't do um, and what you're working on. Um, So let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM. My Instagram is at Erin Runs an Empire or you can email me at info at ErinCCummings.com. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I'm honestly so glad January is over. It felt like the longest month ever. But we're into February now and um, I'm excited uh, for what's to come. Like there's lots going on and lots working on. And um, yeah, my biggest struggle right now, I'll be honest, is like getting everything done because I'm not trying to do it all anymore. I've I've asked for a lot of help now and I've, I feel like I've come so far. But it's funny because I pass one task off and then I just like, I'm like, oh. 
So that really is what I'm working on this month is just kind of realizing like, okay, where can I just schedule some like nothing time in my life? Because that's really what I need. So um, I'm really excited to hear from you and um, how this resonated. So thank you so much. Don't forget to listen to that episode with Emily uh, launching tomorrow. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Stay courageous, capable, and strong. And I'll chat with you later. Thanks for listening to Unburdened by Hope. Go to your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a review. If you've got something out of our show, I'd love to hear from you. Send me your favorite takeaway or any questions you may have to info at aaronccummings.com. You may even just hear the answer in a future episode. Remember, you are courageous, you are capable, you are strong. It's up to you to create what's possible.